and they leave dinosaur footprints, and that's the end of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not reading ahead because I can't read it. Let us surprise. Thank you for stopping by. I'm Elise, and I'm here with my podcast. And then it got weird. Today, I will be discussing a topic of my choosing with my guest, who this time will be my sister, Carol. She was here before, and this time we will talk about Mothman. Let's start. Oh, okay. So, hi. Today, Carol is here again. Hi, Carol. Hello. Well, I had been reading about um, Mothman, and it made me remember Ooh. the Mothman movie. Uh, I'm a pro because you know I've seen that movie, that Richard Gere movie, so I oh, know okay. everything about the Mothman. <laughs> wait, wait, not really. So you remember? I remember we saw that movie like two or three years times ago, minimum, I think. Yeah, I just remember the whole prophecies and the whole bridge thing, and then yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> The movie is the first time that I heard about Mothman, mm-hmm. and uh, now that we're starting off this way, though, but I, we're, I had actually written a little blurb to start off like in a cool way, so I'm just Ooh, gonna read it. Sorry, I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I need to talk about the movie. So, <laughs> I think we I, have cool. to anyway. So what I wrote is, in November 1966, eerie things began to occur in the small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Strange lights in the sky, mysterious men in black, and a flying red-eyed creature called Mothman changed this small town forever. Some say it's an omen of cataclysmic events. Others say it's an alien life form with connections to the UFOs. Is it a hoax or is it the product of mass hysteria? <laughs> that was a little <laughs> blurb. Um, That's a good blurb. I had first uh, heard about the movie heard about Mothman of course with that movie I think a lot of people remember mm. it it's it came out actually 2002 it's I thought oh. it was older for some reason yeah what you remember is Mothman like an old yeah, man he, mm-hmm. yeah he like showed up to I think to this lady and then he told her some prophecy or something that people were gonna die I know he, he gave the, the person like a number you're like number 66 or something like oh. that and then somehow Richard Gere gets involved in this. Mm-hmm. He's like a <laughs> and reporter, then, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then it turns out, like, the whole big event in the movie is, like, there's this bridge is going to collapse into the water. Mm. And all the people in the cars, like, they're the victims. And then it turns out, like, the lady who saw Mothman, she was able to, like, not be on the bridge. So she escaped death. And it turns out there was, like, 65. If she was on that bridge, she would have been the 66th victim or something like that. That's... Um, don't take this, uh, you know, take this with a grain of salt because it's been a while since I've seen that movie. Well, you remember a bit more detail than I did. I just remembered. So what I remembered was Mossman, Richard Gere, and there's like a noise. Like, or this might be another movie. I think I'm mixing up uh, the movie. I think Dragonfly, which is also about some omen thing. With this, that's that's uh, with Kevin Costner. I don't know why. I'm, I kind of mix both. Dragonfly and what Mothman. if they're both flies? What if I'm I'm like what if I'm talking about no, 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 Dragonfly right. movie? No, no, yours oh, okay. sounds about right. Um, but yeah, I remember like something like about a noise, I think, and the bridge, mm-hmm. and then like at the end, there's like a blurb, and it says like Mothman has been seen in other places or something like that, right? Mm, yeah, 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 something like that. 
So um, that's what I remember from the movie. And of course, uh, the movie is not going to be, you know, to- totally educational. <laughs> it's actually itself based on a book of the same oh, name okay. that came out in 1975. And the guy that wrote this book, he had been, I guess, uh, working on collecting information and witness reports and stuff like that about Mothman for a long time. That book is what the movie is based on. And now that I started to research a little bit about, well, not a little, I think I put some hours into this, but it was, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, because it actually had more stuff than I knew or that I had heard of. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, what happens usually when you first listen, and what stays with your mind, you know, when you watch a movie and when you think of whatever topic and you see the movie and it's like, oh, this is about that, but then it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think the movie made a big uh, impact in making it widespread. What do you think, first of all, about Mothman? Like, what do you think? With with just so far um, as what you know, which is probably just the movie, okay. right? Okay, just based on the movie. I mean, I watched it when I was, you know, younger. I, th- I thought it was kind of creepy, the whole prophecy thing. Like, it kind of gave you, gave you, like, a little little shivers mm. shivers down my spine you know mm. but i guess that's all I, I mean i don't i don't know if it's real or not right um, but yeah don't really have too much to go on right yeah I, that I... that being said if i freaking see it like i would pee my pants a stream coming out <laughs> just leave <laughs> yeah. too probably so I'm on the same boat. I mean, at least before I read everything. My opinion, I don't know. Has it changed? I'm not sure. But it's always, you know, interesting to see. Like to to think uh, when I was watching movie. At the end, you kind of expect more. I don't know to to find out. I guess more information like that would point toward it, mm-hmm. pointing toward Mothman. You know, having be, being real. You know, but it kind of just leaves you there. It's a little bit unsatisfying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's what I remember too. Actually, Mothman, um, the area where the whole Mothman lore started was in West Virginia. And it's a small town of Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was in 1966 when it happened, the first sighting. And the bridge was in 1967, which... I don't know, but the movie seems like it, would, it was more recent. I don't feel like it looked like it was Wait, 1967. the bridge thing actually happened? Whoa. Okay. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Wait, oh, what? I, I thought, thought it... that was... No, 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 I thought it was just like a movie based on the lore of the Mothman and they just like made up a bridge thing. Yeah, well, okay. So the Mothman sightings were one thing. And then the bridge happened. And the bridge uh, collapsed. It's in a bridge that's connecting Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to Ohio. It's across the river. Mm-hmm. And it was 13 months after the first sighting that I'm going to talk to you about. And uh, okay. Yeah, so people connect those things because that's the part that's a little bit lazy in the story. Um, mm-hmm. In the whole, I guess, legend thing I kept. I mean, um, I was trying to find out exactly what the connection is. But anyway, I'll talk about that a little farther on. But yeah, so the bridge did collapse, the Silver Bridge. 
and people did die. <laughs> and, oh. um, but it was in 1967, which is, I think it looks like, in the movie, it looks like it would be like in the 90s, I think, or, or let's say 80s even, I don't know. But I don't remember it looking like it was the 60s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was in 1960s. I think that's why like we thought that it was like an older movie. Right. Than yeah. just 20, 2002. Yes, yeah, so I was mixing both things, right? Like, it's an older event, and like it's an actual... So I was just mixing them up. But yeah, um, so movies, um, they lie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rely. If there's one thing we learned today, <laughs> movies lie to you. Don't rely on movies for educational purposes. Although, oh yeah, so what I was going to... This reminded me of something, and I think I mentioned it to you before. I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but I told it to someone, and I think it was Sarah, I think, uh, um, mm-hmm. that uh, when I was, what, I think it was like, I was like 13. So um, I was in bio class, biology class, mm-hmm. and uh, did I tell you about the teacher that he kind of took over the rest, the rest of the remaining school year as a biology teacher? I think older I was like 14 or something no 13 yeah 13 and he took over for the rest of the school year and uh, I don't know if he had prepared himself for being (laughs) for teaching our class but I remember we were um, learning about the cycle of life nothing out of the ordinary you know pretty standard Mm -hmm. biology whatever anatomy stuff he said oh you know guys uh, so this is what happens during life now, what happens after death? So when he said that, I was like, what? what? <laughs> he, <took a laughs> he, just turn, right? he just took a turn. He's like, what happens after death? We don't know. But there are some people that have some ideas. And he brought, you know, just rolled in the TV, you know, the little stand. You know, I mean, not the Oh, my stand, God. The rolling the, the rolling, rolling stand. stand with the TV, you know. Just rolls mm-hmm. in the TV. He puts on Ghost. He puts on the movie oh Ghost. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not appropriate. It's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong on so many levels. It's like, it's a, it's a classroom. You shouldn't be showing bio class. that kind of movie. And everyone's 13. There's like some strong scenes in that movie. Yeah, we're all very young. Like, we're young, but old enough to know what that was about. And I was like, what? No, and he didn't even, he didn't, I don't know if it's even or if, I don't know if it's better or worse, but he, he, just forwarded to the part <laughs> you know when the bad guy dies so like all the yeah. little spirits the little demons whatever they come they in and take him yeah take his soul away and mm-hmm. then you know <laughs> Patrick Swayze's ghost is there so he was just showing this to us as part of bio I guess <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like this awesome. is what happens after death it was like a documentary I guess <laughs> Wow. So I don't know why he thought that was okay to rely on a movie at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a doctor too. I remember that he was a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> he was a doctor, but he wasn't really a teacher. So he was like a retired doctor or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe he was a doctor. You doctor. know, quote, quote. <laughs> Kai. Kai, Kai, okay, so I'm not, I'm not even gonna, you know what I mean? Maybe he was a doctor, yeah, I know what you, mean. you know. <laughs> but that happened, and it's just something that I've never, I never forgot. Like, what that happened? You know, <laughs> it was weird. And whenever I tell that to people, they're always confused. Like, if I'm making a joke, and it's like, no, this is, this was real. 
<laughs> Getting back to Mothman, the first uh, documented sighting of Mothman was in West Virginia, in a small town of Point Pleasant in 1966. And I checked, even the, according to the census of 2019, Point Pleasant, the population is only 4,146 people. Okay, pretty small. Is, yeah, pretty small. And, you know, when I was uh, reading, people say it's such a small town, small town. And then I was thinking, you know, our hometown. Do you know how, yeah. many, you know how many people? It's like a thousand something. I actually recently checked. Yeah, it's 2,000 something like that. It makes it sound like it was like super far away from like an urban area, like super rural. It wasn't like <laughs> that, it's just small. But that could contribute to the whole process of a story being told around and like spreading by word of mouth, you know, um, toward your neighbors. I mean, it's all people that probably know each other up to a certain mm-hmm. point, you know. So also, aside from that, also in another nearby town, um, some men, five men, were digging a grave, which is the best I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they reported seeing a man-sized shadowy figure fly over their heads. They didn't go into too much detail about that, but then the first uh, report that actually made more of a splash, let's say, was three days later on November 15th. And that that one is considered like officially the first Mothman sighting. Um, mm-hmm. There's two young couples. Actually, yeah, they were married, but they were like 18 and 19. Uh, Roger mm-hmm. and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallett. They were two young couples and they were both in one car at like midnight out mm-hmm. in like uh what's it called like a foresty area and they told police that they were chased in their car by a black figure with a 10 foot wingspan and glowing red eyes and they were terrified and they left the scene of course and they reportedly were chased by it at a speed of about 100 miles per hour and they reported the sighting immediately and they said that they wouldn't have done it unless it was actually four people that saw it. Because, it, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not just I saw it, but also these three other people. It's weird that I'm just making this up, right? Right. So That's smart. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes a little bit more... It's a little bit more believable, right? Like, you don't feel like mm-hmm. you're just taking crazy pills, right? <laughs> and um, this was actually near a former World War II munitions site and it's called the TNT area and it's super polluted. That area actually was uh, closed off eventually because there was so much pollution. There were so many reports of it being you know, very polluted and eventually they had to close it off, especially because uh, people started going to the area thinking how it was a place where Mothman was hanging out at. And they would like do, uh, what's it called? Spray paint, uh, spray paint, you know, around the like. I'm having trouble saying the word spray painted. <laughs> they spray painted um, some stuff, you know, pictures, of, drawings of what Mothman looks like, uh, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So, um, they did eventually close it down. So that's where they first saw it, and it was on uh, the newspaper. And you could still find that the clipping of the newspaper. It's a Point Pleasant Register. And the headline is, no. The title is, Couples See Man-Sized Bird, Creature, Something. Yeah, so that was the headline. And later, an anonymous Ohio newspaper copy editor dubbed him 
the the creature as Mothman. They never des- they never described them as Mothman from the beginning, but the editor is the one that uh, created that name for him, that nickname for the. Mm-hmm. I keep calling it him, <laughs> but it, <laughs> they usually described as in a male pronoun for some reason. But uh, he's the one that gave the creature the nickname of Mothman and it seems to be because around the time the Batman TV movie series was super popular, you know, in the 60s the mm-hmm. super campy one and there was this bad guy, I think called Moth, Moth, well, anyway the point is that it, the, they, it seems like they thought that the name would pop more if they, you know, give it Moth oh, right yeah. You know, usually it's better than seeing like man sized bird creature thing, you know. <laughs> Mothman <laughs> stays with you more. Right. So the newspaper article says that they describe the thing as being about six or seven feet tall, having a wingspan of ten feet and red eyes about two inches in diameter and six inches apart. The red eyes are two inches in diameter? Yeah, so it's huge Jesus. egg-sized eyes. <laughs> Not fun. Not fun to stare into. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so I'm sending you the thingy to read. And there's a pause. Okay. So it was like a man with wings, Millet said. It wasn't like anything you'd see on TV or in a monster movie. So the men and their wives were in Scarberry's car between 11.30 p.m. and midnight when they spotted a creature near the old power plant, uh, which was adjacent to an old World War II munitions dump site, like I said before. Uh, the creature was seen standing on three occasions and was described as being extremely fast, about 100 miles an hour, and they said that was in flight, but it was a clumsy runner. So I couldn't really run well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, so so after the there was a report, the police was sent out, and the police couldn't find anything. But the deputy said that he had seen dust in the vicinity of a coal field. That's what he could find. He said that maybe this could have been caused by the creature. That's, but that sounds like more as someone tried to find something, you know. Uh, yeah, because you're saying mines. dust yeah, that's by a coal <laughs> yeah, I mine. Didn't, I didn't connect those two. <laughs> <laughs> we went downtown, turned around, and went back, and there it was again. Millet said to the newspaper. It seemed to be waiting on us. So the light gray like creature thing scurried along the field and then it had flown across the top of the car and they say it apparently is afraid of light that's uh, scary yeah <laughs> don't whisper because <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking what i was going to say it apparently is afraid of light according to what the people well they reasoned you know the the young couples and maybe it thought that it was scaring them off at that moment you know scaring off the car the scary car with the lights mm-hmm the young man said that they had seen the creature's eyes, which glowed red, but only when their lights shined on it, and it seemed to want to get away from the lights at all times. They say that it looked like a man with wings, but its head was not an outstanding characteristic. 
What does that mean? I have no idea. That's two fucking red eyes on his head. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, that's like the scary part, right? The yeah, one but... thing that like probably can't you can't say that it's some other like animal or something. That's the whole selling point of this. Well, the wings <laughs> and the size. Yeah. <laughs> the eyes. Those eyes is like um, you know, nothing to write home about. It's like really. <laughs> So when they heard, uh, and anyway, they ran away. Uh, they just, you know, sped off away from the from the creature. And the last thing that the last glimpse that they had, uh, the last thing that they remember about the the creature was that they heard a sound like wings flapping, and they said that the bird-looking thing rose straight up into the air like a helicopter. Ooh. And they say, you know, and uh, they said that they don't find an explanation for it, but it seemed like an animal. However, it was nothing like they had seen before, you know, obviously. And mm-hmm. they asked, the newspaper asked them, are they going back to look for the creature? Yes. Yes. This. Wait, I thought you were going to say Millet said again. Oh, Millet said. Yes. <laughs> Should I say it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. Malette said. This afternoon and again tonight. And when they asked Scarberry, Scarberry said. Today. He said. But tonight, I don't know. Okay, so this was taken in right after... This detail was taking, uh, taken right, you know, after midnight, and they're saying they're gonna go back <laughs> to check it out, even though it was scary. Mm. I don't get that. Why would you go back? Troopers. <laughs> they actually did go back. They went back and they said that they couldn't find anything, but they felt a creepy feeling of terror or something, which I don't know makes mm. sense, right? <laughs> after what they yeah. Said. After this. You know, more and more reported sightings started to roll in around the area, you know. And actually, the next day, after this event, this uh, report from the two young couples in another newspaper that, uh, in another newspaper, a Mothman sighting made it to the first page uh, of the newspaper, which is usually reserved for more important news. Mm -hmm. The headline was, Monster Returns to Mason. The six or maybe seven more people became believers in the Mason County monster Wednesday night. What is it that they saw? They don't know. But they have managed to convince a raft of people they saw something. So these sightings were actually from the bordering state, Ohio. So what people were saying was that the same creatures seen by the two couples had maybe crossed state lines across the Ohio River. And by the way, this I had to, it took me a while to understand because I have forgotten where West Virginia was. <laughs> I was literally gonna say something. I was like, wait, Ohio is next to West Virginia. No, right? Because Ohio just seems like it's more like mid middle country. Oh my god. Yes, thank you. <laughs> right? Okay. I didn't say anything because I was like, I don't wanna seem kinda dumb, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanna hide that. <laughs> Well, first of all, there are two things, right? First of all, uh, for me, West Virginia, I didn't know where it was. I knew it was, like, somewhere 
around Virginia. <laughs> that one, I can't, I can't help you with that one. But <laughs> I mean, it was like obviously next to Virginia, right? It's West Virginia, so it's its friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then Ohio be right next to it, and then, um, so yeah, actually, West Virginia borders with Pennsylvania as well. What? So, yeah, right? <laughs> Isn't that weird? That is so. Oh, I'm just like New dang. Jersey, New York. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> It it's really all you need to, to know. Us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think a lot of people are kind of like that. Like, um, I, I don't know if I'm just speaking for everyone, but I have heard about uh, people from the specifically like the Tri-State area and also mm-hmm. the New England area. They're being really like centered around what they live in. Like everywhere else is like non-existent, even if it's still in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for me too, I don't know. It's just like... New England part, and then there's like you know New Jersey, of course, and then I drive down to visit people. <laughs> you know, we would drive down to visit some people, yeah. and it's like you get to you cross Maryland, Virginia. You know, of course, you can go towards the Pennsylvania side, and that's as far as I know. And then suddenly you hop over to Georgia, <laughs> and then <there's> Florida. <laughs> like in that part, I don't know what is going on there, and that's where Ohio is. <laughs> apparently, um, yeah. I'm looking. I have to look at the map. I'm looking at it right now because I'm just surprised that Ohio is right there. <laughs> it's not so ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna forget when I was in college. Um, it's here in in Japan, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, actually, it's funny. But when I came to Japan, I actually had the opportunity to meet people from not just you know obviously japan but you know in other countries that were being international students but also americans that were not from new jersey <laughs> or new york <laughs> because you know we live in a really busy area right so like everything because you have new york city nearby so like mm-hmm. every it's not like that's all you need but you know it's like such a busy center and everyone's mm-hmm. going to new york and like we're right there and we're hanging out next to new york and we're like we do our thing you know like that's yeah. new jersey right we're like you know we're next to new york but we're do we do our thing you know so like mm-hmm. that's all we really need to know i think it feels like and mm-hmm. i remember this um one of the people in my class my classes um i said they asked you know where's you know where are you coming from like you know where, where are you transferring from and so people say like oh i'm from i think connecticut or something and then i said new jersey and then the guy this other guy said like oh me t-. like he said like oh east coast just like me i'm from ohio like he said that and i was like what what like is <laughs> that from ohio and i was thinking uh, oh what like it took me a while I was like i didn't know it was there <laughs> Is it is it considered East Coast? That's the thing. Is it? Because I'm thinking, I don't know, bruh. <laughs> I don't know if you're considered East Coast. You just kind of sign up in there by yourself. You know, you're not in this club. Is it? Like, all I think about is like, well, oh my God. All, it's Florida West East Coast. It's Florida East Coast. I mean, technically. But is it? Technically, but it's also kind of like it's South. A, it's thing, right? Georgia. Well, because wait, technically the South is considered it's part of the, the Mason East Dixon, Coast, Mason Dixie line, right? So like Virginia is like the last line. You know, I might have to cut this out because I sound very <laughs> stupid. Oh wait, 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 wait! I see a highlighted map. Oh shit. Okay, so East Coast. Is this for the idiots. <laughs> yeah. No, it turns out we're not the idiots because oh, oh, I mean, yay. well, Florida is East Coast. 
So well, Florida, yeah. all the because it makes sense. All the ones that touch the the That's ocean are East Coast. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I need one of those buttons. Yeah, I need to get special effects. Boom, boom, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, so the states that touch the ocean, they're East Coast. Uh-huh. At yeah. least according to this first map according that to... comes up on Google. So obviously it's correct, right? Yeah, I mean, so... that would make sense. But is it? But I mean, the first one doesn't show... This is from Wikipedia. Uh-huh. So that's that's scholar, the scholarly article, right? Oh. Um, Pennsylvania isn't highlighted in this one. But oh then in God. other ones it is. In Wait. other ones it is. Yeah, but does Pennsylvania touch the ocean? It doesn't. See? That's what it's I'm surrounded saying. by New York, New Jersey, Delaware, and Maryland. It's about a state of mind. It's not about your geography. New York state of mind. It is. See, he had it right. Because it's about a state <laughs> of mind. Because for me, Pennsylvania is on the east coast. Where the hell is yeah. it? Where is it? No. No. It's the East. It's part of the old New England colony. That's thing. true. Is it? Oh my yeah, gosh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was, the, it was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first one. Um, oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Of course, Philadelphia. Duh. Yeah. Liberty Bell. I saw that. Bang. Which we actually went to see in person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did tongue tongue to it. I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, apparently Ohio's on the East Coast. But when I say Mothman, do you think about the East Coast? Like, is it like an East Coast cryptid? Um, I mean, if anything. I mean, I didn't really know, but if you're saying Georgia, then I don't think I really... Wait, I'm sorry, where? Oh, (laughs) West Virginia, West Virginia. (laughs) West Virginia, okay, you just collect them all. I see what you're thinking. You think I'm saying, like, uh, you know, Georgia. It's like, um, no, it's West Virginia. Excuse you. <laughs> Sorry, That's West Virginia. That's all we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get, like, you know the, how you said it's the whole state of mind? Like, I think my state of mind is, like, East Coast <laughs> is, like, just North New England. Right? It's so, yeah. they call, like, what's it called? Uh, uh, North so England. self-centric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's something, yeah, it's something, uh, something centric. And like, if we take it further in North New Jersey, we're like crazy. And even here in Japan too, like when I meet people, they're like, oh, where are you from? It's like, oh, I'm from North Jersey. And like other people are uh, So you got to say you're, that's Yeah, because like, where in New Jersey? <laughs> like people say, oh, I'm from North Jersey, you know? They're like, oh, we're in county, you know? Or like some people say, oh, it's in county. And I'm like, oh. And then like, other people are like, what the hell? Why are you talking about your counties? Just say your state. And it's like, no, 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 you don't get it. <laughs> then people say, I'm from whatever county, you know? It's like other people mm-hmm. think it's stupid. And it's like, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it, do you? <laughs> Raw mindset here, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, so this, um, so West Virginia and Ohio are... Neighboring each West other. Virginia and Ohio. They're na- and they're neighboring. Interesting. Each other. I just searched up Midwest oh. and oh. Ohio pops up there. That makes more sense. Does it? I mean, it does. But according to the map, does it? And according to that guy yeah, yeah. in my college, does it? He said he's East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that seems to make s- it, it. I think it is though, right? It's considered Midwest. Yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I'm really bad. But I mean, oh, I think there's like this whole. So I think there's a confusion because, um, well, confusion like from my part. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> I'm the one that sounds confused. <laughs> so there's, you know, United States is split up into different regions like no West, way. Midwest, <laughs> North. Uh, New England, I'm sorry, Mid-Atlantic, South, and Southwest. And then the whole thing of East Coast, West Coast, That I don't think that's like um, as... Um, like a widely stated... Like separated as compared to like Midwest, New England. Right. No, it's not as fixed, like what, what states go in each. So I think we're confusing that with uh, so it seems other to, stuff. So that point seems to be more like subjective. Is not really like everybody knows yeah. kind of thing. And then also in this map where it says New England, Midwest, that kind of stuff, mm. technically we're actually mid Atlantic. We're not even New England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how I found that out? Because I was I took the accent quiz. Is that oh. Yeah, it was super, super like crazy precise with me. Because I'm I'm aware that I have an accent. You know, not just New Jersey, but you know, um I learn most of my I guess language in when I was living in like you know uh, we were living in a urban <laughs> code for poor Hispanic area you know uh-huh. so a lot of people even though they're let's say like you know they're native English speakers or whatever they have like a bit of an accent you know uh, that yeah. is not like other parts of New Jersey so I, mm-hmm. I'm aware of that and um like you and I, we sound different, right? And uh, yeah. that's because you lo- you were s- you grew up your I guess your language formative years in like more. Yeah, I started learning when I was younger. Yeah, like in around the also like in the white yeah, area. Yeah, that too. Yeah, so your accent that. is more. <laughs> yeah, it's closer to what what people what what people would consider to be like yeah. white. You know. Um, and actually, I never even realized that until you told me, and then I was listening to you. And then I was thinking, wait, you could hear yeah, it? I can kind of hear it a little <laughs> bit now that you mentioned it. It'll sound white. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, wait, what? I say things weird? No, I mean, first of all, aside from um, not sounding or not, not saying words from other parts of the states, you know, saying kind of like more local mm-hmm. words, um, specifically it pointed that I was, I learned like around the, uh, I'm from something like a, the Newark or something like that kind of Newark, uh, Jersey City, like around that part of you know, um, you know, see, like that type of area. Um, mm-hmm. They said that you know my my the way I pronounce words is kind of like that. Oh and wow! I was like, oh my god! And they just ask you words and they just like really pinpoint where you're from. And they said that it's closer to like a mid-Atlantic accent or something like that. It comes from the mid-Atlantic mm. area, and that's the first time that I heard of that. I'm like, oh. that's really interesting. Yeah. Kind of want to take that quiz. Yeah, you should. It's on the New York Times, I think. It's legit. It's not like dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like someone just made some shit up. And just... It's not like a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> yeah, BuzzFeed. <laughs> it's journalism, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, they say that. So mid-atlantic new jersey yeah anyway that was a deep dive into uh new jersey geography. i realized that we just <laughs> you know jersey centric for sure i mean we just we're talking yeah. about freaking mothman 
in Ohio, and they were like, I'm from New Jersey. It's not Ohio, it's West Virginia. Fucking oh, wait, no. <laughs> the second, I'm sorry. The second story is from Ohio, okay. I see how that ties in now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we just bored people talking about New Jersey. So Mossman was not in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> now we have um, the, the devil, right? Yeah, I want to talk about that next time. There's a lot of fun things in New Jersey. It's crazy. Ooh, Jersey-centric. So the the sighting um, was in Ohio, you know, the bordering state, as we have <laughs> discovered, uh, rediscovered yes. what we should have learned in, like, fifth grade. <laughs> so <laughs> what people were saying was that it was the same creature seen and had crossed. So I, I guess it was making the rounds a little bit. Which is, I don't, it's like one of those things that also makes it a little bit different than like Bigfoot, for example, which mm-hmm. it seems that there is more, like, I don't know if it seems like you could say anything about, <laughs> but I think the, the general consensus is that there's more than one Bigfoot. It's like, what's it called? Like cryptozoology. So it's like more about an un, it's called undiscovered species that's but it's actually oh, okay. like an earthly being, but Mothman uh-huh. It's been tr- being treated as if it's like this one creature, you know, going around. Like it's not like a population of uh-huh. a- like animals, I guess you could say, right? So I think they started treating it that way. I think that makes it a little bit different, you know? Um, yeah. So because I was thinking, how did this eventually tie into the whole bridge, you know, thing? And it's kind of like, because I mean, imagine something happens and Bigfoot is apparently like, also reaches the area of New Jersey too, actually. Um, New York oh, wow. and stuff. Yeah, but like, I mean, let's say something happens in like freaking, I don't know, like New Jersey. Okay, nobody's gonna be like, oh my god, it's a Bigfoot thing, yeah, Bigfoot curse. No, you know, you wouldn't imagine Bigfoot cursing anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's not it right, right. Have, yeah. yeah, that's true. It doesn't. It's have, more like, of an animal thing, right? Uh-huh. Like the question is if it's real, not like if it's making things happen. And I think with Mothman, yeah. it's more like what is Mothman's purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, eventually he just got this vibe, right? Oh, and actually, when this happened, the, the newspaper that interviewed these people, they actually wrote was possibly the first ever conspiracy theory about Mothman. Oh. You see, it's that talk of going to the moon and that stuff. It's hard to tell what they've caused to come back to Earth. So what's that's uh, wow okay this is i can see i can see how this is going to be a conspiracy theory <laughs> right and it was about the moon landing right i mean we're all talking about this whole i guess it's like actually like a high stress moment for americans i mean the whole moon landing space race you know all that stuff was happening so it's like ah oh, mothman is from mm-hmm. moon yeah <laughs> moon quote quote see like if this guy oh, says that's that true. to me <laughs> I would say, first of all, are we really going to the moon, first of all? You get your facts. Get your facts Are you straight. sure it wasn't all? Yeah. You know? You give me a conspiracy theory and I give you another one, you know? <laughs> so, They're endless. Yeah, there's this interview, actually. Um, there's this uh, Jim Jeffries. He has this clip. And he puts, like, these people in a room and... Is like, um, what's it called? A cons- uh, moon landing conspiracy theorist, a flat earther. Oh, yeah. I don't know who else. Um, QAnon person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, QAnon. And they start explaining. They're like, wait, you believe that? Like, that makes no sense. So what do you mean the earth is flat? And they're all like, what? You're dumb, basically. 
And he's mm-hmm. just watching them like, hmm. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all like shitting on each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like my no, it's, you don't understand. My my point of view is the real one. Like, no, 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 no. You're the one that's making stuff up. Yeah, I, I come with the truth. Like they're all saying that, and it's like well, you know, one of you has to be wrong, right? At least one. You can you can't all be right. <laughs> about Mothman, the reports increased and each description from all these various various witnesses had the whole part about the eyes being huge and like red. That's what she said. Huge <laughs> and red. And six inches. Jesus. Six inches. It's not getting better. <laughs> he was red six inches. Oh god, no. Ew. Six inches apart. Um, oh, the eyes, okay. Just sounds bad. Six inches apart? Yeah. Jesus Christ, that thing looks okay, messed wait. up. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, really? I mean, it's just a gray, ghoul-looking thing with wigs, and just now you're like, that looks weird. <laughs> but it the didn't have any outstanding features, at least. Oh, yeah, it's pretty normal, <laughs> except for the horrible, horrible face. <laughs> um, and the, the, the thing that, you know, was uh, something that came to my mind was like, okay, so six-inch separation between the eyes and isn't this thing like flying like 100 miles per hour does it have are its eyes like on the side of its head like a bird is that why it's six inches because six inches is a lot see like that's that ties in with eventually what becomes one of the explanations that people have is like it's like a huge owl because if you think about an owl but then owl's eyes are in the front of its face and it's not six inches apart and it's like a funny looking owl don't make fun of him. He was near the... <laughs> Excuse me. I thought we were not judging people here. That's true. Maybe he I'm was being just terrible. looking for love. You know, those two couples were in a car. Who knows That's what true. they were doing, those young teenagers <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the forest. Two couples. What perverts. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what perverts. Both is like, I am enjoying you guys. <laughs> fluent and otherly. No, you're ugly. You're ugly. <laughs> Well, That's why he hates the light. He's like, I don't want to see what I look like. Yeah. <laughs> He's been shamed so many times. <laughs> yeah, that's why he hates the light. He's like, I'm a monster. <laughs> um, it's like, you know how the Beast, in like being on the Beast movie, like he breaks all uh-huh. the mirrors in his house because he's, and he like, you have a picture of him and he's like, ah, I'm ugly. Like he like turns uh-huh. <laughs> You know, he's like, ah, I don't like cars. <laughs> the cars come here with the lights. I can see myself in the dark. <laughs> That's what he chases away. He's like, you reminded oh, okay. me of how ugly I was hiding here <laughs> with my hideous face, my hideous two big red eyes six inches apart. Six inches. <laughs> and he walks funny too. So that can help me. He's probably not the most popular monster around. He says he can only fly, no. he can't walk. He, like, shuffles. He's just lonely. They say he shuffles he around lonely. like a penguin. <laughs> According to the reports, they're like, oh, he's, he, can't, he sucks at walking. <laughs> <laughs> See, we go back to St. Robert the dolls. Like, this, I think, I think we are the bad ones. Like, <laughs> he's the suffering one here. Um, yeah. Uh, poor Mothman. Poor Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so more reputable sources um, than these people <laughs> they were starting <laughs> to offer some explanations for example like um, they were saying for example that the residents were actually witnessing what was a large sandhill crane 
but it was pointed out very quickly by the University of Ohio's zoology department that there had never there had never been a known sighting of a sandhill crane in that area. So that's crazy talk. This is the Mothman. Oh. <laughs> Can't right. have no sandhill cranes around here. We've never seen one before. Those are lies. <laughs> um, and also, uh, another uh, funny thing was that, um, so the student members of uh, Proctorville Fairland High School Science Interest Club is a very <laughs> science interest club. Mm. It, was, it was sounding very official until be- <laughs> the interest, the interest uh, started. <laughs> We're just fans, really. <laughs> yeah, we study science. You know, it's like, okay. They had a guess of their own as to what it was because they believe that this unidentified object was actually a gas-filled balloon. One of the two that they have released to study air currents. So they have released two of these and they're like, uh, maybe it's one of us, one of ours, you know. Do they look like weather balloons? Oh, I'm not sure. It doesn't specify. It just says gas-filled balloon from the Science Interest Club. Mm. High school one. There. Yeah. <laughs> and um, another report that stood out to me. This is Okay, so this one stands out to me for many what could be personal experience reasons. It's a woman called Mrs. Bennett, and she reported that and this is in the newspaper, so I could I can post a picture of Instagram of the actual news clipping. Um, I did my research anyway, so it says <laughs> uh, she was carrying her baby in her arms. She walked to her car and was suddenly confronted with what she describes as a huge gray winged, winged, what I don't know anymore. Native, native. <laughs> okay, anyway, so yeah. We start again, <laughs> Mrs. Bennett who was carrying her baby in her arms, she walked to her car and was suddenly confronted with what she describes as a huge gray winged creature with large <laughs> red eyes. And she screamed and panic-stricken, dropped her baby and fell to the ground. Okay, Ooh. I have a problem here. You don't drop your baby. Oh, I see, I see why you say this is a personal story. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anyone that has had a child or like, of course, if you have, you know, Taking a child as your own, if you adopted a child, I think you develop the same, uh, what's it called, instincts, right? They, they come out in you. Um, whenever something scary happens and you're holding a baby, usually you hold it closer to you. I think whenever I was holding my kid, something scary happened. I just held them closer to, to my body. I didn't just fucking drop them. <laughs> like, ah, scary, drop. <laughs> no, I would fall to the ground holding my child. And I, that's really. I, that's really natural. Like, even from the moment that you're pregnant, and it's not just me. I mean, this is something that other people do, and I have talked to to other people mm-hmm. about it. Like once you're pregnant, um, anything happens that like you trip up or something, you just grab your belly. You just put even before your belly's big. You're like three months or four months, and and you realize just you know that not two months. You can't know. Yes, you can. No, he's kidding. I guess. <laughs> um, like, you know, you know that you're pregnant. Whenever the moment that you know you're pregnant, and you of course want to keep the pregnancy um the first thing that happens when when you feel that your body is at risk you just you just you know you cradle your belly it's just instinct like you just you know the baby well the baby let's okay we'll talk about if it's a baby (laughs) so yeah you put your hands around your belly because you're trying to protect you know your belly because you know you're pregnant Mm -hmm. and now of course when it's the baby it's like an actual person 
it's the same you know the same instinct comes in whenever something scary happens just call the baby closer to you what is this woman talking about like that's why i'm like is this real because you don't just drop your child <laughs> right that's weird you don't just drop yeah. your baby so i don't know that's what it's like i don't know like uh i don't know if this is a real account because it just doesn't make sense to me aside from you know the whatever mothman you know being real or not just she dropped her mm-hmm. baby it's questionable and then what happened after uh, she dropped her baby she says that she fell to the ground you know like it's all that she says um there's nothing else and then i get I it guess just she, like disappeared she picked up her baby i guess <laughs> i should yeah, hope I think so. it flew away from her or something or it waddled away <laughs> Um, so the sightings continued from there, and some said that the creature chased them into the ground. Other people say that allegedly they suffer from bleeding eyes after seeing it. That's... Oh. And along with the Mothman sightings, actually something interesting that I found that I had I didn't know before because I had only learned my things from the Richard Gere movie. Uh, <laughs> the Men in Black were added into the whole mix. Oh wow! <gasps> actually, so Mothman's an alien. No way. So <laughs> I <couldn't laughs> thought that anybody would ever say that. Actually, <laughs> so actually, it was the author of the book, The Mothman Prophecies, on which the movie is based in, based on. Uh-huh. Um, he was the person that coined the term MIB, a shorthand for the men in black. Oh, snap. Yeah, he writes it on his book. Um, he actually was uh, close, you know, or I don't know if close, but he talked often to one of the reporters that was uh, in the scene of the, not in the scene of the witnessing because she didn't see it, but she was one of the people that were like, the, uh, that were um, the first people, they were interviewing directly the, the witnesses. Um, so she was uh, interested in this whole case. Uh, so he wrote down that uh, she was uh, visited by what she described to be a man who was uh, very short, about four point six feet tall and had strange dark deep set eyes covered by glasses with thick lenses he was wearing odd shoes with very thick soles which probably added about an inch to or two to his height he had long black hair cut squarely like a bowl cut and spoke in a peculiar low halted voice she said that at one point in the discussion i'm guessing he was asking her what she was doing because she was working late at night she answered the telephone and noticed that the man picked up a ballpoint pen from her desk. He looked at it in amazement, as though he'd never seen one before. Then he grabbed the pen, laughed loudly, and ran out the building. What? Ha 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 ha, and just walks away. You know, like, <laughs> this is weird, right? Mm-hmm. Um, after this, other um, mysterious unknown people were reported to frequent the small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, usually dressed from head to toe in black suits, white shirts, black ties, and black shoes, which all maybe appeared to us to be, you know, perfect appearance, like a normal appearance. Well, not normal, but, you know, nothing that really pops out at us, but it was completely mm-hmm. out of style for the time of 1966 and 1967. So it, they were, you know, easy to, I guess... Uh, it was easy for them to look weird, I guess, for the people. And they are said to have asked questions about the Mothman. And they told the people to not speak about it, the ones that, the people that they talked to. And actually, the witnesses were interviewed and they were kind of, I mean, I would say harassed. And allegedly, these men in black went into 
their houses and question them. And, uh, you know, and of course, I think people connected it to, well, not just, let's say, okay, that the men in black are, I mean, we're taking a lot of, we're believing a lot of things, but <laughs> let's say mm-hmm. the men in black did uh, uh, visit these people. Of course, even if they didn't say the word Mothman, people are going to be like, oh, you know, small town, that's all we know, Mothman's weird, and then, like, this is happening. They're definitely connected, you know, and it's all mm-hmm. around the same time. So I think if you believe in one, you can believe in both. Right? Right. So they say that the MIB wore black suits, <coughs> black hats, and sunglasses. Uh, this is a person's account. Um, uh, Linda Scarry, which who was one of the f- who was one of the four in the young couple sighting, she she was interviewed later on. She said that they wore black suits and black hats and sunglasses. They drove black cars. She thinks they're Cadillacs, and they look like human beings, but their skin was someone transparent. You could see the veins in their hands very clearly. Their fingers were longer than a normal pe- normal person's fingers as well. Fingers, I said. Fingers as well. <laughs> um, her dad shook hands with them, and he said that they were awkward in shaking hands. I mean, okay, that's subjective. They seem <laughs> There's to- a lot of people that don't know how to shake hands. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were just... It doesn't have to be like, oh, they're idiots, but anyway, or like they're weird. I mean, they could just be weird people, anyway. So they seem to not know what to do or how to shake hands. Um, uh, take that as you will. So they're obviously alien, you know. Yeah. Uh, involved with aliens. <laughs> okay, now she's the. Uh, I don't know. But she says that one of the cars would follow them around, though, and there were three men in each car. And she says that the MIB went so far as to follow them through a drive-through restaurant. So, and um, the They're other not couple, very conspicuous, are they? That's the thing too. They're driving this car that is out of, I guess, the ordinary, and they're wearing funny clothing. And they follow you through the drive-through. Follow you. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, you know, I I, I kind of I don't want to say that this is fake either I mean people see what they see and I don't want to just say like oh this is stupid like I don't I don't want to do that but mm-hmm. I don't know like it doesn't make sense that they're so open about I mean not open but it, they're they're just going around looking very different you know that calls attention to themselves but anyway yeah um <clears throat> couple in the first sighting they said that they were visited at their house by a man and woman of, sim- of similar description to the M- of the MIB as described by others and they had a camera and they were asking to take their picture they denied that and they took down the plate number of their car which they checked with the police and they confirmed that the number was non-existent can you imagine like people just showing up at your door and being like hey we're gonna take a picture of you they were just perverts <laughs> <laughs> it's not the men in black it's just pervs. <laughs> um, so all this Mothman, tax, Mothman talk, you know, suddenly found, I think, more staying power after the whole event of the 1967 collapse of the Silver Bridge, which did happen. And like I said, it connected Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is home of the Mothman sightings, to Gallipolis, sorry, Gallipolis, Ohio. And okay, so this is... 13 months after the first reported sighting of Mothman. And now they did uh-huh. professional, of course they did professional, sorry, what? 
No, I just said, uh-huh. Okay. So they did professional analysis, obviously, of what happened to the bridge. Um, it, it was apparently carried much heavier loads than it had been originally designed for, and it had been poorly maintained. And they found that the main defect was on the 13th pin. So it's like 13 and 13, yeah. Oh, bad luck. Wait, yeah. so there's no... Like there's there's no one claiming that they had some sort of uh, specific encounter with the Mothman in regards to the bridge. See, this is the part that I'm like that part is lazy because so I feel like it's just kind of grasping at straws a little bit, in my opinion. Because so it, pretty much mm-hmm. like it's just like these the Mothman things where like you know people were seeing the Mothman and then all of a sudden a bridge collapses and then they're like, hey, it collapsed because the thirteenth bolt was like bad like that's it that's the only connection that happened like the sightings apparently they started to uh, increase around the time of the bridge accident uh, disaster and um, they slowed down after that so it's like oh Mothman was either telling us about this or Mm -hmm. he brought it on you know, it's like, oh, so he did his work, let's say, and the bridge fell, okay. and it's just like... So that's that's really the only connection between Mothman and the bridge, and that's the one that people know about the most. Like, oh, bridge, Mothman. Because <laughs> hmm? of the movie. See? The movies, like, I think the movie... The movie's it. lying to me. God, Carol. <sighs> God. So gullible. Why does Hollywood do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many things I believe to be true because of a movie and they're not. Yeah. Um, it's like Jurassic Park, you know, like the whole thing that most of the dinosaurs that are featured on Jurassic Park are not from the Jurassic period. Mostly are Cretaceous. <gasps> right? What? But the name Cretaceous Park sounds lame. So That's they true. went with Jurassic Park. Wow, I didn't even know that. And we're all ignorant sluts. I just see dinosaurs, I'm like, they're all dinosaurs. Yes, I am an ignorant slut. I am, because I didn't know Ohio is next to West Virginia. And then I said Georgia. <laughs> of course they're going to trick me about dinosaurs. Um, so that's, you know, that's one of the things. And there's a lot of other things that people... You know, I'm saying this as if it's like news to everyone. Don't believe the movies. <laughs> um... So the bridge, the Silver Bridge collapsed, and the Mothman, they don't have, like, any direct... Like, for example, the movie, The Lady, she said that the number 66 and the amount of people in the bridge, you know... Um, like the movie less. actually... Yeah, the movie makes more sense, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so it doesn't go that... It doesn't, Things are not that that clear, you know? Um, the closest thing is that there's a, so the lady that got interviewed by, uh, the men in black, she told, uh, John Keel, John Keel, who is the writer of the book Mothman Prophecies, mm-hmm. um, they, she told him in, she told him November, okay, she told him, uh, that, she told him on November 19th. Uh, which <laughs> he wrote this down in a book that was written after the the bridge collapsed on December fifteenth, 
She told him that on November 19th, she had a terrible nightmare. There were a lot of people drowning in the river, and Christmas packages were floating everywhere in the water. It's like something awful is going to happen. And, uh, when was when, the bridge collapse? What? When was the bridge collapse? December 15th. So people were still oh. doing like Christmas shopping and stuff. So this happened, uh, she told him, allegedly, November 19th, bridge collapsed December 15th, and he wrote this down on his book, which was published 1975. Mm. Yeah, and then also when the, the writer says that around Thanksgiving, People in the area were having dreams and nightmares about a coming disaster. And a, a one person named Virginia Thomas had them about people dying in the water of the nearby Ohio River. I mean, I don't know. If this was before, then it would make more sense. But this is after. Right, you can always claim whatever afterwards, right? Yeah, I'm being like a downer, but I wish this was closer to before closer to closer to to you know the time before the bridge collapse this is like people saying this afterwards so I don't, I don't know the sightings happened happened you know around mostly around November 15th to December 15th 1967 so it's like 13 months and then suddenly they stopped seemingly uh, as if everything was building up toward the event and then that was the whole point of Mossman showing up a lot and then there have been sightings of Mothman and uh, what's it called? And around other parts of the world where disasters happened. And I think this was because the Mothman was associated with the whole thing of being an omen of doom. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was reportedly seen all over the world where tragedy struck. And, the, you know, Mr. the creature had gone on. Excuse me? Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, um, Mothman had become kind of like, he had switched from a small town lore to global mm-hmm. icon Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently people saw him in Chernobyl before oh. the disaster there. And, and there's this picture, and it's just, it's kind of gross, but it's... Uh, it's there in the World Trade Center, like right when the uh, what's it called one of the one of the buildings is collapsing. Around the there's the debris flying out, and there's this little thing that people say that it's like flying around there, and it's Mothman. Uh, I don't know. This was televised. This whole thing was televised. You know, and no one else saw that. I don't yeah. know. This is very likely <laughs> photoshopped. Um, it's just kind of gross <laughs> to do that, but they say that yeah, he was he was there. Was he bringing the problems, or was he telling people, warning people about it? You know. So there is there's still not like a clear distinction whether you know he's the bringer of doom or like he's just bring like you know telling you to be careful because something bad's gonna happen, yep. right? And. Uh, Yeah, so people, you know, think that it could be 
maybe like an angel or a demon or the product of this of this um, thing that I didn't know there was a blood well there was a uh, prominent Shawnee leader a Native American uh, named Chief Cornstalk and he and his son were murdered around the area and they say that he put a blood curse mm-hmm. on it and they say that this is also part of the collapse of the Silver Ridge and I didn't find really any clear information on how those things are uh, attached also like this this um, man's uh, blood curse and the bridge I mean I don't, I don't see it. just people say that you know it's just you always say lots of things um, and uh, yeah I mean it does make sense that the people in Point Pleasant would lend themselves to believe in a folktale like this I think because you know it's like a perfect place for this type of stuff I mean it was a small city and it was such an mm-hmm. event you know such a huge you know an event for for a small community uh, and I mean everyone knew each other well no, sorry not everyone knew each other but you know people didn't the Scarberries and the Millets were not just random strangers I mean there's people that knew him knew them you know right. and it's more They're likely community yeah part of the community and it's more likely to be believed you know if you if you're not just some rando right mm-hmm. and uh, when weird things happen to others I guess maybe some people use the Mothman as a scapegoat I guess for things that you can't explain you know it's not like oh our bridges suck you know <laughs> like it's not I remember hearing about the state of bridges in the United States they're horrible I mean they're all just rackety you know like it's <laughs> you know mm. it's really bad they're really not maintained properly and it, instead of thinking hey maybe we should think about how our bridges are bad people start to think oh my god Mothman <laughs> <laughs> right like ah monster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like, our well, fault maybe you should focus on something else <laughs> although apparently the whole um, collapse of the bridge did uh, other states started to put uh, what's called laws implemented laws about how to uh, main that they need to maintain bridges at a, a certain time goes by they need to maintain them which you know sounds like common sense but there was no real <laughs> um, what's it called uh, there were no what's the word no laws what is it called there were no okay I'm just gonna say there were no laws um, enforcing this so mm-hmm. uh, I mean other people did think logically about how this happened and how we could prevent it while right. others I guess just ran with the idea of <laughs> like we don't need to think about this <laughs> you know it tends to happen we tend to do that um, so you know basically the size of the community it allowed for everyone to either have a story or know someone with a story and it kind of furthers the belief and it's like a social support for the belief that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Mothman was there and uh, every, everyone kind of, you know, no one wants to be left out, kind of, you know? I think that's pretty mm-hmm. normal. I mean, we're social creatures. It's not just being stupid. It's like if other people start saying that they saw it and you're like the only person in your town that hasn't or doesn't know someone that did, you know? Yeah. I Especially, think it, I think also, mm-hmm. the, didn't Mothman kind of like put them on the map? Yeah, it did. Yeah, so like if you... It, it kind of, I guess, becomes, well, it, it becomes folklore and, like, just, like, what, you, what you're known for. So you don't really want to be, like, 
saying, oh, no, that's, like, complete bullshit, right? Brings, as you said, you know, it uh, puts the city in, in a position that it can have some renown, you know. And actually, because of, well, not because of this, but actually connected to the whole Mothman thing and how it's a small town, um, it, there, there, was a, there is an annual Mothman festival that happens, and it started in 2002, actually. And uh, people were brainstorming about creative ways for people to visit Point Pleasant. And uh, the group organizing the event chose the Mothman to be the center of the festival, of course, due to its uniqueness and mm-hmm. as a way to celebrate the local legacy in the town. And the average attendance for the Mothman uh, Festival is estimated to be between ten to 12,000 people per year. It's a yearly festival they hold? Yep. And I, I, just, mm. I just did the math. Well, it's not even math. I just compared the numbers. Population, 4,000. Visitors for the festival, ten to 12,000. <laughs> right. So they're getting, you know, their, their tourist uh, money in there. Yeah. Um, and I think now I just thought about it actually maybe that's why it's more convenient and maybe unconsciously convenient for the Mothman to not be like a normal cryptid like I said like Bigfoot that could be wandering around it's kind of Mothman Mm -hmm. is here and maybe there's only one Mothman so other states or other cities can't claim it as their own because it's pretty local and it's convenient Uh I guess for it to be local and there's this uh Actually, there's a Mothman Museum and Research Center, and this opened in 2005, and it has oh. like a really cool <laughs> 12-foot metallic statue of Mothman. It was unveiled in 2003. If you look up on the internet, um, you could see the statue. It's pretty. I think it's pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. It's you know, and there's a Mothman cam. It's looking at the statue. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, we established Mothman doesn't like his appearance, so why would he go look at a statue of himself? <laughs> oh, I see how they made the eyes six inches apart now. Yeah, so kind of like a bird. Yep. The eyes on the side of the head. Pretty creepy. Yo, he got abs for days. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Mothman's diet? We have an established... That's weird, because usually you see, like, animals being, you know killed or something there's nothing i guess he doesn't consume anything should they make fun of that <laughs> not funny i'm gonna delete that <laughs> um yeah so that's the mothman and um <laughs> the festival it's held on the third weekend of every september and you know, as expected, it hosts, you know, uh, exhibits, you know, vendor exhibits, uh, guest speakers, pancake eating contest. Wow. And hayride tours of locally notable <laughs> areas. I don't think Mothman is eating pancakes. I don't think he's into carbs. As you said, look at him. <laughs> That's true. You can't get those abs with that kind of, with kind of, that kind of diet. You know? Pancake eating contest. I don't think he will like... Maybe that's why he's not visiting. He's, like, ill. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Actually, in June of 2020, um, a petition was started to replace all Confederate statues in the United States with statues of Mothman. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't know if he I got nothing against that. <laughs> <laughs> does he stand for something? I mean, come on. 
I mean, he, st- he stands for something better than what the other ones stand for. Ooh, hot, hot take. Ooh. Da, 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 hot take. Yeah, I want to have a button that says, like, hot take. Because I have a lot of hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> like, last podcast, like, Sarah had a hot take. Well, I did about chickens. <laughs> yeah, so the petition so far has garnered nearly 19,000 signatures. It's gaining momentum. Wow. So, coming soon. <laughs> Mothman statue near you. <laughs> uh huh. <That's>, yeah. <gasps> Maybe, sorry, this is, I had a genius idea. Maybe this oh. is how we can find we'll out to... which states are considered south. <laughs> <laughs> if they have a Confederate statue. <laughs> Like go visit. It's like I don't see Mothman here. <laughs> I know a lot about you. <laughs> you look at like a tracker of like Mothman. What's it called? Statue building. You know, on the internet, like counter. Like, how many and where? <laughs> then you'll know. Then you'll know. <laughs> That's a genius idea. Very smart here. <laughs> yes. And uh, talking about smart people, um, I found this interview. It's uh, the the author of the Mothman Prophecies book. And after listening to this interview, uh, the <laughs> what you think of the movie and the book might change. I don't know. For me, it did a little bit, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was on Letterman, actually. And uh, I want you to read the little blurbs that I'm going to be Letterman. Okay. So I read this? Yep. Here in the United States, every year or two, we have kangaroos jumping around Illinois, Connecticut, various parts of the United States. We know there are no kangaroos here. Police go out and chase them, shoot at them, they disappear. We never... So what is your theory? Where do you think they're coming from? So he's talking about how there's weird, wonky things happening. The same place that the dinosaurs are coming from Oof. because we have dinosaurs turning up every couple years. <laughs> oh, I can't <laughs> not laugh. <laughs> about 10 years in Italy. What? About 10 years ago in Italy? I don't know. I just, oh, this is just, just exactly what he says. Yeah, All right. <laughs> We're not okay. questioning things here. All right. <laughs> About 10 years in Italy, the Italian army turned out to chase the dinosaur in the mountains of northern Italy. What? <laughs> Wait, I need, to, I need to reread this. All right, <laughs> okay. I'm, trying, I'm trying to continue sounding like very zealous, but like I can't. Alright. <sighs> Now I know what I'm gonna like say. So I'm like, <laughs> <sighs> the same place that the dinosaurs are coming. From. <laughs> <laughs> why, do you have, why do you have to challenge yourself and start all the way from the top? <laughs> it just gets it's easier to th- edit after that, though. <laughs> after that, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, you know what? Now you have to start from the top because I was laughing. <laughs> I forgot what Wait, which one? The same place? Yeah. Or the here in the United States? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, same place, same place. The same place that the dinosaurs are coming from. <laughs> Stop laughing! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm doing awesome here, and then you just start cracking up. Take it, take it. All right. We gotta get serious. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. The same place that. <laughs> this is so dumb. Okay, I'm gonna take off. I can head. do this. Okay, you can do this. I believe in you. I can do this. The same place that the dinosaurs are coming from. Because we have dinosaurs turning up every couple years. About 10 years in Italy, the Italian army turned out to chase. Oh, damn it, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep going. Okay. About 10 years in Italy, the Italian army turned out to chase the dinosaurs. Shit, I read that wrong. <laughs> About 10 years in Italy, the Italian army turned out to chase the dinosaur in the mountains of northern. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, continue, continue. And they leave dinosaur footprints, and that's the end of them. <laughs> I'm like not reading ahead, because if I do, I can't read it. Let it surprise you. And they leave dinosaur footprints, and that's the end of them. They can't find where they've gone. We've got better monsters than that. We've got our sea serpent, which... <laughs> You're like, you sound so defensive, too. You're like, no, uh, we got the sea serpents, we're better. Okay, <laughs> Which, we have several lakes in the United States that have sea surface, not just Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Letterman. <laughs> Where is a serpent in this country? Lake Champlain in New York State. Really? What is up there? Henry Hudson was the first to go up there. Reported seeing... Hen what? Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's, you know, talking. Henry... Stream of yeah. consciousness. Henry Hudson was the first to go up there. Henry Hudson and his crew saw a sea serpent in Lake Champlain, and every year somebody sees it up there, and nobody has yet organized an expedition to go up there and really look into it. Well, let's you and me drive up there. The crowd laughs. All right, we'll go up there next week. Take the Italian army with us. We'll get those boys. Well, the one in Loch Ness has been photographed a number of times. Movies have been made of it, and the movies have been examined by the RAF specialists, and they're obviously some kind of large animal living in Loch Ness. Letterman turns and gets a, a plaster cast of a large foot. Now, this, uh, what do we have here? This is a plaster cast of a big footprint. Now, you've all heard of the abominable snowman in the Himalayas. We have in the United States a creature that's variously called Sasquatch or Bigfoot, and he's found not just in Washington and Oregon, but he's found all over the United States, especially in the Mississippi Valley and even in New Jersey. We have quite a lot of reports in New Jersey, and that's where this footprint comes from. That's a little, that's a little um, excerpt of the interview. Doesn't get any better from then on either, so I just have to stop because <laughs> it just goes on like this. And uh, this is so, the man that wrote mm. the prophecies. Hmm. <laughs> in which the movie is based on sea serpent dude <laughs> you mean dinosaur dude dinosaur the one <laughs> um in the, the dinosaur you know the one that lives in the mountains so <laughs> this is the the author mr keel he's the one that wrote the book the mothman prophecies and the movie uh it was based on this this is the man that brings forth to a world wide stage the story of Mothman. Hmm. Yeah, this is not, um, you know, making uh, his case any more believable. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> this was a crazy part. You know, everything else is like,、mm, you know, like, okay, okay, you know, like small town lore, you know,、uh, okay, okay.、Mm-hmm. And then this dude. <laughs> He's like a hardcore、it. believer. Yeah. And you know what? The funny thing is that he's like really nationalistic. <laughs> he literally said, We have better dinosaurs here. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> he's just, and Mothman is also very local. Maybe that's why he likes them.、Yeah. Like, also, because, you know, Mothman, there is no Mothman abroad either. Except when he was. He's uniquely、Chernobyl. American. Oh, except when he was Mr. Worldwide. I forgot. Yeah, but he was just visiting. <laughs> <laughs> He's still a US citizen. <laughs> so, yeah, I just realized that pattern now that you're reading it. Because when I, so, this is an excerpt, like,、uh, what's it called? A transcript, you know, of the transcript. And of course, I read it, you know, but then to hear it being read is like another experience. <laughs> to hear you struggle through it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we've said, like, I couldn't read ahead. Because if I read ahead, that means like my brain would understand what I'm saying and then I wouldn't be able to read without laughing. <laughs> and this interview, by the way, was on July 28th in 1980. So this was five years after he, after he published the book. Oh, okay. And like 20 something years, 22 years before the movie was released. And actually, I was reading about the director of the movie. And he says he came across the story of Mossman and he found it interesting. And the way that he portrayed it in the movie, he didn't want to write it as like a, as like a, a thing that is real, he says.、Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but this is the concept of what he said. Like the goal of how he wanted the movie to come across is not about like this, there's this thing that happened. It was more about how like how humans、uh, process information, how we kind of want to find the supernatural side. And, like, You know, something like that is kind of more.、Mm-hmm. I guess this is how we get creeped out by events. Right. It's kind of like that. But I want yeah, to. Yeah, and I would definitely say the movie like, fits that kind of、um, yeah. you know, framework that he was thinking of doing. Yeah, yeah. It's more like about the emotions.、Mm-hmm. You know? I guess maybe. And also like, about how we're not really in control of our destiny, really. Because in the movie, like, she does get saved, but. It's not because she had actual control of the situation. It's because, you know, someone from outside helped her.、Mm-hmm. So even if we're going to avoid something, it's not in our hands. Yeah. That's why it kind of leaves you with a weird feeling, too, when you finish watching the movie. Because it's like, oh, okay, she got safe, but people died. And just,、uh, I think maybe he wanted to appeal to that side of how we're actually not in control. You're facing the fact that we could have done something about it, you know,、mm-hmm. like check on bridges. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's nothing. As always, I find out that whatever thing that I research, it kind of ends up talking more about us than the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have issues. Why are we the way that we are? Yeah, why are we the way that we are? <laughs> you know, it says a lot about ourselves, our, our nature.、Mm-hmm. That's it for Mothman for today. I see. I definitely learned a lot about him. Yeah, me too. Learned that、uh, everything I knew about him was, had nothing to do with him because <laughs> it was a bridge. <laughs> so, do you think Mothman is real?、Uh, highly doubtful. Would you be afraid to go into the forest of Point Pleasant?、Um, maybe for other reasons, because I just wouldn't like to go in a forest at night. 
And then also because I think I'm a bit of a, a coward. If I went by myself, like, definitely no. If I went with someone else, then, like, I think I'd be more okay. Mm. Yo, you want to go? No. <laughs> Never. Let's go, let's go. I think the scariest thing, I might cut this out, but, but I don't know. The scariest thing was, and I don't even believe really in the Illuminati, but the scariest thing was going by the, what's it called? Remember oh. the lodge? Those Freemasons, though, right? Yeah, yeah. People say the Freemasons are connected to the Illuminati and the devil and the world order and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, So it just goes on from one thing to the other. (laughs) But uh, I was like, oh my god, the one in Japan, remember? Yeah, I couldn't believe that they were like so open with their like title, like a a big ass sign right there in front. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I thought this was like secret. They're like the most unsecret secret society really there's like so much that you can find mm. out but not everything well Wait, we know are women not still not allowed to be freemasons nope well i think we should add someone to cancel culture <laughs> <They're not laughs> as i think someone needs to be canceled <laughs> it's like a boys club really you know they get together and have a little outfits. it's just like a major man cave it is they're like boy scouts the little badges yeah. they have like the levels and they have secrets i mean they're pretty open about things they have initiations i mean they don't have to be as like evil or dark as you know people say they are but there's definitely mm-hmm. like in- initiations and stuff like that I-, I saw this documentary and they were being interviewed and the women basically were mostly saying like oh you know it's just it's just the thing he does for fun and you know whatever like i don't really ask him questions about it and i just meet the other ladies and they're all pretty nice and <laughs> give him give him space yeah, Sounds like, like a mix of a frat party yep. with, like, man cave and, like, LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, making connections and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of a coconut grove? No. No. Okay. This is, like, this whole thing, too. Boys club. And it's real. George Bush was there. It's like a like a club. Similar also? to Skull and Bones. Kind of like that. But Skull well, and Bones skull is, and like, it's a fraternity in, like, I think it's Yale, right? And a lot right. of famous people had been a part of it. Uh, what's it called? And then Coconut Grove is something like that, you said? Yeah, it's, like, where all the Epstein Island without the children. <laughs> it, it sounds like there's none of that. <laughs> I right. should hope so. Um, yeah, but it's, like, uh, it's this place and they go for um, meetings. You know what, I, I, I was thinking always of making uh, an episode about that, too. It's one of the things that I'm like, oh, like it's interesting. It's kind of like, oh, it's more than what it seems. And they're like, is it? And there's like, oh, and then there's like, you know, like, oh, it's kind of mm. like that, which is, is pretty interesting. All right. So we talked for a while, but um, mm. it was fun. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That was it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. So how do you guys like this format? I'm enjoying it. I think it's a little bit of a change that I might keep going in this direction. Do you have any suggestions of topics? Please drop me a line. Also, please follow me on Instagram. It got weird.podcast. Follow me there. I post a lot of things and not just about the podcast. But I hope to see you there. As always, I ask you to please subscribe and rate 
Your support means so much to me and it is the only way that I can keep going on with this little project of mine. I keep saying many, many times that this is a learning experience for me. There's a learning curve and, and I hope to keep bringing you content that is hopefully entertaining. Now, you can just listen, but if you do wish to contribute a little bit, I am on Patreon and also I am on Coffee. You can buy me a coffee. And that's all for these announcements. And well, 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 I will be signing off. And hey, remember, watch out for sea serpents. They seem to be around everywhere. Thank you for joining my little campfire. Goodbye.